previously on the Owls AmeriCast. There's very few games like this. We talked about them already, right? Obviously, the comeback against Peterborough, the two legs of the Brighton semifinal, the Arsenal game, the Leeds game. You know, go, going further back, the Millennium Stadium. Going further, and no, not going further back, going further forward, like the Marcus Tudgay goal. And then, like, there's just, but there's so very few games like that. And I love the Marcus Tudgay goal. It's going to suck for 90, 120 plus pens, whatever it is. It's gonna suck, but you have to try to enjoy it for what it is, because these only come around so many times, and there's gonna be at least thirty-nine thousand, probably a, a fair few more Wednesday fans hacking out Wembley. And you look at the players in this office who we talked about already. Obviously, Barry Bannon's been there. Liam Palmer, their most experienced player. <laughs> Jack Hunt. The scoring, like, again, as we talked about, like, 800 minutes of league football this year comes up to the fifth penalty and chips it top corner. The stories that haven't been written yet and that might get written at Wembley. I don't know who's going to put their name in the history book on either team, but I'm very excited to see what happens until five minutes before kickoff, and then I will just absolutely be miserable. 128 minutes later. Chance for either team to win it without the need for a shootout. Oliver finding Gregory. Gregory centre and the header is in. Sheffield Wednesday have won it. Josh Windas with on my watch about 40 seconds of extra time left to play. Um, but for Josh Whitten, that's to end it. I mean, he's, he's never ended the ball. Never it, I've never seen him head the ball. No, he's far too pretty. He's got far too much hairspray on his head. Um, I'm very surprised that he headed it. But leaving everything until the absolute last second. Are we talking about me in college or Sheffield Wednesday's 2022-2023 season? Let's find out on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. What am I drinking? Well, I got to tell you, I have a lot of leftover champagne now, and I'm not a big champagne drinker. Technically, it's Prosecco, but uh, not a big sparkling wine drinker, generally speaking. I'll have some with, you know, oysters or something like that, but some of them will have like sherry or dry Riesling instead. But now I have a lot of Prosecco to get rid of. So it's very warm. It's very warm today. And I've been getting into smashes as a cocktail form. Uh, and Anders Ericsson, who I think I mentioned before, is a YouTube bartender. He just did a... What series. is a smash? Uh, I mean, essentially, it's just liquor, muddled fruit, and sugar, taxonomically speaking. So he had this very nice uh, peach and sage smash which is muddled peach, sage, lemon, agave, and tequila. Uh, and then I poured it into my very handy 14-ounce uh, double-walled Pilsner glass from last week, put some ice in it, and wherever it stopped, I just filled the rest with Prosecco. 
So there you go. Turned a smash into a fizz because, as we learned, you can't have a smash and grab without fizz. Oh. Hey. Yeah, I I, play, I wrote that ahead of time. It's fine. Good. <laughs> <laughs> also on the pod, uh, if if you hadn't figured it already, discuss uh, Wednesday's playoff final win over Barnsley at Wembley. He watched at the Banshee in Boston, Massachusetts. He is in the Martha's Vineyard area. He's our New England Falmouth. Out, Justin Falmouth, to be specific. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, so uh, I did not have anything in my house. When I realized we were going to emergency pod, I ran out and I got a cheap bottle of uh, Prosecco. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my defense, uh, one of those mini bottles. In my yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. I got the six dollar bottle rather than the four dollar bottle so it all t- like whatever I, it, that's worth it doesn't exactly. all taste the same but it kind of unless you're getting the really good it, stuff it, it doesn't does. really matter um but i'm gonna chase it with a uh because i had to get one to celebrate and i gotta chase it with a uh peeper pale ale from main beer company i was quite excited to find one of those that seems to be my current kick and we had uh 13 of us at the banshee today which was very nice pretty nice uh, what were the scenes when the goal went in uh kind of madness i was running around yelling and then i ran into graham who's much larger than me and kind of planted my face into his chest for a minute and then scott who we just met who was there who was kind of new to being in touch with us he was there with his kids and a friend uh then scott was hugging us and it was it was a lot of yelling and chaos and my children were hugging me it was quite a bit of madness so Indulging his own madness at the spare room in Portland, Oregon. It's our Cascadia Owl, Mike Laroon. Mike, what are you drinking? Hell yeah, the spare room. Hey, um, yeah, so uh, we are, I don't know how many hours since the kickoff, but... uh, 11-ish. I've been outside in the sun. It's hot here, and I've been outside weeding, just kind of soaking in world. But I wanted a Pilsner tonight. I didn't find one. I'm having a a rice lager, which Mm -hmm. is uh, nice and sweet. This is actually called Brockode. Um, that is BRA code, which in, I live, my, my local is the uh, o- only um, sports bar in the world that shows only women's sports. And they did a crossover with uh, Threshold Brewing. And uh, it's very good. So, Oh, that's you. You live right near that bar. That's super cool. I, I heard about it opening. Sport, the sports bra is uh, yeah, a good uh, less than half mile from me. So. All right. Uh, so for this episode, we don't have an agenda. Uh, the agenda nope. is Wembley. Uh, <laughs> so there's no like, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to do talking points? The talking point is Wednesday's been promoted. Am I going to do 120 minutes and 120 seconds? It would just be a loop of uh, Addie Newhue screaming, come on over and over again for 120 seconds. Am I going to do the good and the bad or thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up? Uh, that 123rd minute winner thumbs down the first 122 minutes of this very stodgy football game. So yeah, um, I think Josh Windeth summed it off best where he said it was just a shocking game of football from both teams in his post-game uh, Sky interview. Um, but uh, all's well that ends well, I guess, Justin. Yeah, that was not pretty. I, I can't tell you how much time I spent, uh, especially... After the red card, it really seemed just somewhere in between muttering to yelling that, uh, how about we put the ball onto somebody just once? I yeah, mean, every just... cross, 
every yeah. pass. It was just they like weren't ponderous even balls going down to somebody. The channel. Yeah. That weren't that to anybody. Did. They were trying to run. Crosses were missing people. That was just the first half I was it was like you could tell the first half they're kind of feeling each other out. They had a, a decent spell for five or six minutes and otherwise I you know, Barnsley controlled a lot of the possession otherwise. But I got into half time, I'm like because the first you start to like 10 minutes in my heart's like 110 beats per minute already and just by halftime i'm like okay that wasn't that bad and then you get within like what two minutes of each other you have the penalty shout and then the the sending off like look those are going to be probably the two main talking points from this match I think it would have been harsh if it was... And I would have said the same thing if it was, if it was on one. I think it would have been harsh if it was a penalty, but I've seen it given. There's certainly contact there. Uh, it's a 50-50 ball, and, and Gregory doesn't win it. It's one of those, and this was true of the red card as well. Like, if it had gone the other way, VAR isn't overturning it for Wednesday either. Um, yeah, but, uh, well, I was going to say, we had, I had my friend Rob came out to visit. Rob's a big footy fan and, mm-hmm. and has followed the Wednesday trials from you know through me um he came out and i had him on my left and graham on my right and right after that the red card came out i kind of said holy shit i was worried i didn't see the tv right <laughs> uh but it was definitely a red not a yellow and it looked, looked graham, so it, yeah it looked bad in real time um but yeah. it also did so not... I, I couldn't i didn't notice in real time like i saw there was something but i couldn't tell what the hell it was i could tell it, it looked like he came in really high which he did and he didn't actually get gregory with his front leg but like it was studs up if you go in studs up like that you're asking the ref to make a decision and gregory flicked the ball further along at the very 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 last second so yeah. it, the ball was not in the picture when right. uh, so when the- they are the ball's not in the picture anymore, so yeah. that that goes into it. And he still um, does get him with his studs. It's just the back leg. And like, look again. But, if I think if they give it, I think if they give a yellow there, which is what I was expecting, it doesn't get turned into a red on VAR. And like, you know, no, you no, it doesn't. They said you leave it to one well, game. Weird things can happen. I I had one guy in my ear, Graham on my right, go. That should be an orange card. Yeah, and then, and like, yeah, four seconds later, Robbie was like, "Feels like an orange card to me." Like, yeah, that really, but that—that's where I was when he, when yeah. I saw him reaching for the card. I had zero idea what he was pulling out, but yeah. I, I would have guessed yellow. Yeah, and I didn't think the Gregory. You said it best, Jeff, and it's we say it all the time on here because it's fucking football. Like, I've seen it called. Like, yeah, I've seen it called. Some, yeah. Sometimes that is, sometimes that isn't. I don't think it's anything to get worked up about. I know. Barnsley's going to feel hard done by this, today, right? Um, they played better for all 120 minutes. They played better after they went down to 10 men. The best player on the field was James Norwood. He was an absolute bowling ball up front for them, just pushing the, the Wednesday back line around and creating chances. But Well, he hurt us the other two games, yeah. too. Sorry, Mike. What were you saying? How many times did you hear his name versus any other Wednesday player's name? It was... You just didn't hear anyone. Yeah. No way. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I only heard Josh Windass's name once, and that was enough. <laughs> uh, right. no, another shout out to Graham. He said that about seventy-five minutes. He goes, "Where the fuck is Windass been?" They, again, they, they 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 man marked the midfield. Bannon was dropping deep uh, into the center back three for for large portions of it. That changed a little bit once uh, the man got sent off. Once Phillips got sent off, and 
you know, once we get into like 70, 80 minutes, they started dropping back a little bit more and trying to hit Wednesday on the counter. It's funny. I watched the short highlights. That's all it's out right now. And you watch the short highlights. You think we should have scored six or seven goals because they're all Wednesday chances. Yeah, it's surprising. I, I just look at the never stats felt, now. It always felt like Barnsley was more likely to score. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats now for the first time. Wednesday had 22 shots. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, what? maybe that's to just, nine to eight or nine. Uh, 22 to nine. Yep. It just, I guess it's, it's partially, you're just going to be, I was literally just sitting there. It's, it's reasonably warm out. Uh, I have air conditioning. I was just like sweating through my (laughs) kit on my vinyl, like recliner in my living room. So you don't have that perception, right? It just felt, I just felt this sense of dread really from last night. I was like, I was editing my Mets podcast last night. It's like 10 p.m. Oh, I'm just like, and I'm just, I'm sitting there feeling like, fuck, and like 12 hours. I got it. This is just, uh, I didn't sleep well. You know, I got up. I actually, I set an alarm for 7.20. The kid always gets me up earlier. But I actually woke up like right at 7, grabbed my phone to check the team sheet. It's the same 11. Like, well, I can't really argue with that. I really went 5-1 against Peterborough. And then I put my cold brew on the night before. Poured that out, and literally just like 7.45 here, I'm just sitting in my chair with the ESPN Plus broadcast up, and it's just like the game starts at 7.55 or whatever. It's just like the blank screen. And I'm just like sitting there waiting just like this. Just waiting. It's just miserable. The the I follow loop, the five seconds, uh, the show you're about to do has not started yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music in the background just on loop sometimes because you want it to fucking start. Yeah. Jeff, we're in the same boat. Um, playoff football sucks. Yeah. It's, I was <laughs> sitting there like I couldn't. When it, it, it sucks. There's no, I, said it last, I said it last week. It's going to suck. And it sucked. Like they weren't. I, they, I joked on, uh, on Twitter. I watched both the. I watched a good chunk of the championship final and the penalty kicks. I just really watched penalty kicks for the League Two final. And then I watched the Everton game on Sunday. Uh, so I'm like, okay, like, I've seen the highs, the lows, everything. I'm ready for, and I, I was not ready. I just, you can't, it's, I so I, I will confess, I did not think they were going to win this game. Maybe that's just me being like, getting Beforehand, my or? Beforehand. I, I just thought Barnsley yeah. had their number tactically. And they were just going to squeeze them enough. And it played out that way, right? It did feel a little bit like the Hall game for the first half where they just did not seem to have a have an answer for what Barnsley were doing. They got some balls down the channel here. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'll yeah. kind of jump in. I don't disagree at all that it reminded me of Hall in that we were shit. Like, name me yeah. somebody who was like, you know what? Hegway had a really good game. Like, he did. I wanted to. I wanted to set him out. Game, like right? Heckway had a very like. But, you forget because uh, he missed so much time with injury. He was one of the biggest summer signings, right? He was the main central yeah. defender for him and him and uh, the league Smith winner last year. Yeah, from Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, but really, aside from those two, nobody else had a standout game. Uh, you know, he he was kind of off, and, and that's what happened in Hull. Nobody showed up, and mm-hmm. this felt like that. It felt nervy. I'll be honest. I don't ever want to shit on them because they were so amazing 
yesterday leading up to and late but mm-hmm. i thought the crowd was nervy that wasn't the, it's gonna be it's wembley that and wasn't like, the same yeah but that wasn't even it's a different atmosphere hull, too when you're at wembley were, i think yeah no but when we played hall they, they barnsley was out singing us for periods of time which made sense uh i but what i was gonna say is i don't think that they controlled the game per se mm-hmm. but i think what the what the vibe that we all felt was really horrible was we should have controlled that game because they were down to 10. We're the better team. We proved it over the course of the season. Once we got past 10 minutes, not giving up a goal to them, it was Mm. like, okay, we're not going to fall apart. Like we have, this is here. Everything was there for us to just grab this game and grind them down. And we didn't. And because of that, it felt horrible and sickening like they were controlling. But as Mike pointed out, we outshot them by a tremendous margin. I, I just double-checked. Shots on target were 8-2 to two by us. Mm. We had more possession. We had better chances. We had all this. Although, holy I, shit, Luca Connell. Maybe maybe bury that one, buddy. Oh, oh, my God. I, feel, I, I saw that, and like, I saw as it was developing, I was like, oh, this is, here it comes. This is, this is what I, this I feels didn't like. I see that pass. When that, that was a great fucking pass, a great pass to, to yeah. Connell. And yeah, and like, Dawson was out on an island. At he least was not going to the get sticks, there. Man. Well, just, Dawson, com- if it's if it's on net, Dawson has a chance. But he didn't even put it on net. He missed by ten feet. Oh yeah, he completely I mean, scuffed it. Yeah, that's that's a win. But how many times have we sent Wednesday to you know one too many passes and mm-hmm. it came to, to help us? I mean, it case. was it was the exact right number of passes to get it on frame because there was nobody over yeah. there. They just had it over. I just, yeah, and then I. <laughs> Well, that stupid crossbar. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought that was like a couple (laughs) minutes after. I actually said to uh, in a group chat, "I'm a man." I'm like, "Okay, how are they gonna fuck this up after it went off?" And then you get the wild deflection off the crossbar. I'm like, "Oh, (laughs) yep, great, great." Um, So I do, uh, I do want to say, I feel a little bit for Will Vox because if he like. Imagine that being the winner at Wembley that you score. <laughs> like we lost look, our shit when yeah. that went in. That goal was silly. I thought, yeah. I mean, I saw the flag come up pretty quickly, so I like jumped out of my seat, and then I'm like, oh, because I thought Hunt was offside. So did in I. the buildup. I thought and he was. He kept offside, it but then, down. He kept time. it down, right? But I forgot that you don't register because you it's League One. You never see VAR. If the flag doesn't go up, you just assume it's fine. And then he and he absolutely just does his Wilvox thing from outside the area. And I got to give them credit. And uh, celebration. <laughs> Darren Moore said this in the post game too. Just like, uh, how do you get them back? How do you get them back from that? Right? Because there's such when that's something like that goes in, there's such a rush of relief. Oh, we were screaming and knocking yeah. chairs over. <laughs> how do you like? How do you get back up for that? I had a different reaction though. I'll say this: when I saw the flag go up, I saw the celebration. I saw them trying to trying to get them somebody get their attention. I'm just like. This is Forestier against Brighton. We're going to win this now. That was the first time I thought they were going to win. I don't know why. I just thought, this is Forestier against Brighton. They're going to get a winner. Fuck that. We're getting this. Yeah. Um, I did not want it to go to pens, but I also did not allow myself, like going to the last section of extra time, I would not allow myself to say, I don't want this to go to pens. (laughs) Because I I want them to win. And if they go to pens, look, I'm sitting here with my (laughs) cold brew coffee. I will suffer through it. And then, again, like out of nothing, right? There was, it was clearly going to 
to penalty kicks. And the ball just comes down the field. They don't, again, just like in the Peterborough game, they don't really clear their lines. It's kind of a half header down to Gregory and Fizz's feet. And Fizz picks out Gregory. And full credit to Fizz. He took three players with him when he did the overlapping run. Pine could give Gregory the space. Gregory still had a lot of work to do. And then it picked the absolute, like, that's a Marvin Johnson-esque cross from that spot. Just dead on a tee for Windass. And Windass finally beat the keeper. And then, you know, the roof came off. The fucking diving header. In, uh, at the Wednesday end, yeah. too. <laughs> and, you know, my first, uh, to flip the script, you know what my first thought was? Like, shit, how much time is left? Can they get it down the field? <laughs> yeah. But there wasn't enough time, thankfully. Yeah, that was the first time it looked like we had a man advantage. The first mm. time it looked like we had 10 men was when you saw how much space uh, how much space he had. I think Barnsley that. just tired a little bit, too. That's got to be tough for doing that for the better part of an hour. Uh, and their like, keeper, uh, keeper was, their keeper was my man. He looked super shaky early, but yeah, he made some really, really... Uh, Big saves for them throughout the. That's a good call. He, was, he was a little shaky early, but he was he was their man of the match. Probably. He was a very good shot stop. He just wasn't really comfortable on balls coming into the box. I thought they might have been able to exploit that a little more than they did. Um, but again, that's that's the match, and then just everything after. There's so, so many there's so many moments to pick out. Great just, great stat. The the Windass goal was yeah. the first time the entire playoffs that we had a lead. Yeah, somebody, I saw somebody and tweet it, that it like three playoff games, three playoff games, and they've led for five seconds, and they're promoted. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't like you can't. Sometimes every twice in a while, I guess uh, you get something like this, and uh, I think Patty's trying to get some food somewhere in New York City. You know, if I'm him, I'm going for the lamb and chicken combination over rice from some halal truck on your way back to uh, New Jersey Transit. But it's not for me to say. But, you know, Patty so, said, Patty was all like, oh, well, they have to win at Wembley for this to, to really be anything. And now it's just like, not only did they win at Wembley, and look, the game wasn't great, right? This one's not going to go on a DVD, like maybe the Peters Road game will. But to win that way. And look, this is not... We're in the championship. Familiar with the championship. Maybe not the league we want to be in long term. But you look at this season as a whole now, right? 96 points, record unbeaten. <laughs> and the way they went up. Uh, Darren Morris ended his post game, one of his post game hits that, like, they say the best way to go up is through the playoffs. Darren, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you on much at this point, but I don't know. I don't know about that. Autos would have been fine. Well, that's the thing. It is the best way, but you have to risk. It is the best way when you go up, <laughs> right? When, so, when you when you when you go up, yeah. It's just I know. I got a call in with uh, the original New York Owl, Jimmy mm -hmm. Midgley, uh, this afternoon. Uh, after the game, him and I chatted for a little bit, and it was, you know, there, there were a couple of things we were talking about. One of them was, my, my kids are 8 and 10, mm -hmm. and this is the first, like, really good Wednesday thing of their lives. Like, we had the we had the uh, Newcastle game earlier this year that I watched with my son at the Banshee. Like, 
that was great. There have been individual games and moments that are super cool. But like my son was three last time we were at Wembley. Yeah. He wasn't watching footy. My daughter was a year and a half. She yeah, wasn't my... watching. So in the entire time that they've been watching and understanding Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, this is the first time that they've felt like fucking winners. So, you know, Jamie and I were chatting about that. And then the other thing is, and, you know, when we you the VAR and the penalty and mm. this, and we got lucky and we didn't play that well and all this. But you know what? We went up and we went up in this fashion and we fucking deserve this. And this is what Jamie and I were talking about. We fucking deserve this. This is a fan base. Like, all right, there were 35 fucking people in New Orleans today. All right. Inside a bar. Graham and I pulled out of nobody. 13 people in Boston. New York was packed. Uh, Chicago had people like San Francisco had 25. San Francisco. You even know that San Francisco exists. It does. San Francisco. Real, like, you, had, you, you had people at an ex bowling alley at seven in the morning. Like we came together all around the world. There were 50,000 fans at that fucking game. Like again, whether or not during the game, everybody got a little tense that happens. But when you saw the size of the crowd, the way they took over London, all of us, everything that this club has been through and the fans and stuck with it, like we fucking deserve this. And I have zero, you know, I I, I feel no other way. I'm not, anybody can bitch or complain about anything. Right. That we the, didn't like, F- fuck you, fuck you. This the was, game gets, this was whatever, one of the great seasons. Whatever the I've game ever was. ever watched in sports. All I will remember, I'll, I'll remember a few things from this game. Uh, I will remember the Windass diving header with Eddie Newhue absolutely stepping all over Rob O'Neill's commentary by just screaming "Come on!" over and over again. I, will I don't remember, think Rob gave a shit. I don't think so. Either. I will remember the image of Bannon and Palmer hoisting the trophy oh, in the deck man. at Wembley. Yeah, and like Dude, they, they had event. a hug. They had a hug after the game between yeah. the two of them, right after the whistle they caught. That was yeah fucking emotional how about uh, that picture of uh more with the more sleeping in the on the, the bus or whatever with the trophy yeah. uh you know for will box completely losing out on his wembley moment with the goal then drops the worm uh video in the locker room slick <laughs> and he went into the uh russian dance from elf it looked like uh, <laughs> it was will ferrell impression i don't know uh, once again, uh, Dennis Denneran having the time of his life, despite not getting into the match <laughs> up on the balcony. Uh, and uh, a special shout out to Windass absolutely taking the piss on the Barnsley manager and calling him out for leaving the Petersburg game early. Uh, Windass is a banter merchant. He gives no fucks. Um, like literally that entire photo was like, he's like, the game was shit. I played like shit, but I got a winner, so I don't care. He he had a great line about uh, how his teammates, uh, his teammates always give him shit because they know how he is. Mm-hmm. They're like, ba- basically he said like, and this is totally paraphrasing. He basically was like, I'm a bit of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> and my teammates just give me a hard time for it. And I love this group. Yeah. Like, he's like, they know how I am. You know, I mean, what what was Will Vox comment? Uh, it's the first time I've ever seen a dude. I've never seen him head a ball. He's, yeah, he's too hair. pretty. He's too pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mike, you what was your uh, Mike? What was your favorite post game moment? Oh gosh, because um, I don't know. Well, real quick, how long? Did, I, I I don't know how long you stuck around. I stayed. 
I, they were dragging me out of the bar. It was like a good 25 minutes <laughs> just yeah. watching it. Yeah, we, we were home relatively. We left about 20 minutes after the game ended. But no, um, I'd say watching. Um, well, again, I mean, my thing, uh, the worst part is, yeah, that we had this amazing online week of buildup around the country trying to sort out things. And that was great. And then you're five minutes, 10 minutes into the game. You're just like, I hate playoff soccer so much. (laughs) I was, I just assumed we were headed for, for PKs. And I just told my son, I said, I can't, I can't do a league one again. This is not, this is not going to happen. So um, I I think the other thing that the VAR, we, we, we danced around for the Vox non-goal. And then when, the real goal happened. We were still bouncing up and down, waiting, waiting, waiting for the, <laughs> fun, the bad news to come. And then before you knew it, they didn't even kick off. They just, yeah. blew, they just blew the whistle and you saw them rushing in the field. Um, the, the ovation that Darren Moore got when he lifted the trophy. Uh, yeah. Think, yeah. But, um, we, he's been through it. And um, yeah, I hope we have a nice, nice long run with him. And I will never, I, I know, it's crazy that for you know going back to the playoff runs from seven and eight years ago, we thought, oh, we don't deserve the championship. I will never take the championship, <laughs> uh, the championship now. Oh my god, the teams that are in there—it's just—it's going to be great. I mean, when we get when we get to um, safe from relegation next year, we're we're partying. So, uh. yeah, how about you? Post post game, just scenes around the stadium. What, what was your what hit you? I think it's the shot. There's another shot of uh, Liam Palmer just like exhausted in a seat in the locker room with the trophy next to him. And yeah. it came out like he'd even wait for the confetti to land. He's like, I'm exercising my option for next year. I'll be back. <laughs> and he's going to go over 400 appearances for Wednesday. And uh, I remember many many years ago. Uh, the Wednesday week did a thing where they wanted people to call in or whatever. And I called in, but I couldn't get my Skype to work. But I do remember what I said. This was when we were mired in the championship. Um, I think this was shortly after we went up last time, Stuart Gray era, maybe. And people were getting a little bit antsy and looking at players like Newhue and Palmer, who'd come back into the squad then. I think this was after he came back from his loan at Tranmere. And I just remember like leaving this message and being like, what do you want your football club to be, right? We talk about Wednesday as a community club. And you look at someone like Liam Palmer, who, you know, it's it's almost a cliche, right? It was the under eights and whatnot. There's a photo of him, you know, in the comp at Hillsborough as a kid. And Oh, he was at the uh, game at Cardiff. Yeah, it's like, but, but what do you, like, what do you want? You always talk about you want, the players to play for the shirt, right? That's what you really want. And like football is a mercenary game. That's what it is. There's too much money in it. Yada, yada, yada. All he's done is play for the shirt, play whatever position they asked. Improved himself uh, in his late 20s and early 30s, right? Not a not a normal career arc. Played himself into Scotland call-ups. You know, scored the, one of the, what will go down as one of the greatest goals in Wednesday history against Peterborough United. And yeah, it was done in League One, in the League One playoffs. Uh, we've been in League One a fair bit for the last 23 years. That's just the reality of, of where the club is right now. And you have to, as I said, you got to enjoy the moments 
as they come. And you got to enjoy Palmer. You got to enjoy Bam. Look, we've been hard on Barry Ben, and he did not have a great game either. Yeah. But he absolutely played until he couldn't play anymore, right? His, his, until his legs gave out. And then he knew he had to, you know, <laughs> they seemed to, he got the cramps out in order to like stand on the uh, rafters after the full-time whistle. But, you know, I could feel, feel the adrenaline. I had it too. Like these, uh, these, they're Wednesday legends. That's all, that's all it is, right? You know, the, the entire history of the club is the entire history of the club. The good, the bad, whatever league you're in, everyone has a part to play. Everyone has, as I said, everyone, there's, there's always a story to tell. I don't know how this one ends. I know at least in the short term we'll be back in the championship. I know Sunderland got to the playoffs this year after going up through the playoffs in League One. I know they'll have the backing of the owner. I know they'll have the backing of the manager. I know the manager, the last time he was in the championship, before Wednesday, he had his team in a playoff position when he got fired. I don't know what's going to happen next. Again, that's, uh, that's for a podcast later this week. What I do know right now the Wembley is blue and white. It's been episode 219 of the Owls Americast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Instagram posts going up, photos from all our 12 meetups across the country at Owls Americas. Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for the Owls Americast. You listen or subscribe right there. Wherever you do choose to consume our podcast, we ask that you rate and review our show. Tell us more Wednesdayites. Find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter, at New England Owls. Justin, what will you miss most about League One? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, probably not anything. You know what? Being a bit of a bully... We, we had a few years where things weren't so hot. We lost a lot of games. We talked about this two years ago when we got sent down. We said, well, at least we're going to win some fucking games. We were... Uh, There's going to be we a game next year where they actually just get, like, throttled against West Brom away or something, and, you know. Yeah, and just we... Well, you know what? Even that, you can you can handle. But, yeah, I... I it was nice to be a stupid... <laughs> in this league like so silly what did we my son and i were fucking cracking up we were looking at uh attendances and we attendance at twice the, uh... yeah well it's <laughs> but it's the best twice in the last uh two years outdrew accrington stanley at their own yeah. stadium and it included having more than half of the capacity now granted we just did that at wembley so sure that's not to you know shit on that but yeah you know it was kind of fun uh as much as it was brutal when you don't go up it was fun to have a, a couple of years where you just kind of uh, how, how much did we do that this year we didn't play well but we fucking won the game a lot so, of one i don't think we're gonna have comfortable that two future, nils that were actually one but, nils, yeah. uh, that's for another pod but yeah hey listen i just uh but again this is we deserved this shit we don't ever get it and and to to get this i'm i got so many texts today from wednesday friends uh you know hits on all the socials everything 
And I get a bunch of texts from people who don't give a fuck about Sheffield I've, Wednesday. I'm known as know like, I, I guess I on baseball Twitter, I'm known as like the one Sheffield Wednesday fan out there. So yeah, I got Well, there you go. So, ah, uh, but how, like, that was really nice. So shout out to our massive club. Shout out to all our massive fans. Uh, I, I, I changed my mind, Jeff. I'm not going to miss anything about League One. <laughs> Going to the fucking championship. Mike's on Twitter at Cascadia Owls. Mike, what will you miss about League One? Um, probably the world of smiles and the completely Suzuki. <laughs> all of the amazing. <laughs> and Justin, you, um, Justin, you did such a great job with the research over the. I know we started this two years ago, kind of as a joke of let's mm. have let's have Justin discover League One cities and awkward, now, not awkward, wonderful towns across England. And you really stuck that the, that the king once visited, or there was a spa there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff, you, you too. You. None of us wanted to do this. No. And you, Patty, you completely here. opted out. Mostly, yeah. You were here week after week after week. Yeah, against my better judgment in a lot of cases. Not just agendas, <laughs> but editing. This is already longer than most of the shows we did at the second half of this year. And. Um, yeah, you guys. So, cheers. You guys, we did it. Mm. Uh, I'm, yeah. on tw- I'm on Twitter at Chef Uh I will miss not being able to mention Colorado pizza as a pizza style for the Pizza Cup. But honestly, arrivederci for the Pizza Cup. And we'll see you back here. Take a look forward later this week. Life could have been